Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hello and welcome to Baseball Mainly. And hello. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Well, it's a special day here because we are without the third base coach today. Corey is not here. He didn't even get permission not to be here. So at the very last minute, we called out to the bullpen and we got the uh, ace reliever, Joey. We're going to, we, Joey, Joey, the relief pitcher, maybe the closer, Monticello. Welcome, son. Thanks. It's great to be back. I prefer the janitor, but. <laughs> the cleanup man. Well, Joe, we're happy to have you here. And as always, we have uh, Ethan, the stat man, Pearlman. How are you doing today, Ethan? I'm doing good. You know, the weather once again has gone from beautiful to crappy. I'm not happy. Not not happy. Well, our uh, our high school baseball team, well, I'm coaching ninth graders this year. This might be the 10th game rained out. We had a doubleheader schedule for today, and it just isn't happening. And uh, my guys were starting to play well. In fact, Joey's helping to uh, manage that team. And they're, they're looking a little better, right, Joe? Well, I didn't see him at the beginning of the year, so I can't speak on any improvement. But uh, we'll say they're trying. Yeah, we're, we're, try- we're trying. We're trying. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, th- I think they've improved a bit. And that's, all, that's what it's all about, getting better. Well, uh, tired of the rain, so let's talk about what's happened in the past when it wasn't raining. What's happened on this day in baseball history? So our first piece uh, for this day in baseball history it takes place in Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles Coliseum, 1959. The Yankees do end up defeating the Los Angeles Dodgers, but in a uh, ceremony before the game, Roy Campanella, who was paralyzed in an auto accident prior to that team moving uh, out to the West Coast. Great catcher. In uh, 1958. Um, So the game draws the largest crowd ever for a baseball game, 93,103 fans, with an estimated 15,000 being turned away uh, at the gate. So uh, an emotional ceremony before the game, Pee Wee Reese uh, pushing that wheelchair catcher, Roy Campanello, uh, into a darkened stadium that is totally illuminated by fans holding candles or matches. And uh, he ended up throwing out the first pitch, and I believe that that record actually still stands for the most... Uh, for 93,000 people to see a baseball game. Yep. I don't think they were there just for baseball, though. He was beloved. He was. Beloved man. Yep. Uh, and uh, a great catcher. And here he is. He's being wheeled out by Pee Wee Reese. Mm-hmm. Who I believe was the guy who suggested everybody that everybody wear forty two 42 yep. when uh, Jackie Robinson was getting the death threats. Yeah, yeah. And Pee Wee Reese was a pretty good ball player himself. Yeah, you know, sad. I, Campanella died young too. Yeah, and I always thought Pee Wee Reese. Uh, the name was kind of. I I, I love the name, but at the same time, I I really wondered if that was his given name for. No, a No, I don't time. think that was his given. I don't name. think it everybody was either, in baseball but, uh, has a has a nickname. Yeah. What, yeah. Did you have a nickname uh, down there at Bowling Green? I, I mean, you had you had the standard E man, E dog. Yeah. I mean, it was it was not very creative. No. Yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of them aren't. You know, yeah. I remember Dave Bergman was Bergie. Mm-hmm. 
right? Uh, Trammel was Tram. Yep, you got Justin but, Verlander being JV. But then you had you had guys like uh, Fred the Bear Gladding. Well, That's had, from my you era. Had, uh, the Bird Fidrich. There you go. Yeah, so people get got nicknames yeah. in baseball. Joey across the way here, uh, his nickname was Baseball. In fact, uh, we'll see uh, guys he played with in school, and they'll just say, Hey, Baseball, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I got that nickname, I think, in seventh grade, and I really tried to shake it. I didn't like it, but I never managed to shake it. So. Yeah, I think it's a real uh, a tribute to your love of the game. Uh, what else happened on this day in baseball? Okay, so the, the next two are actually very interesting. Uh, first, 2014, Adrian Beltre becomes only the fifth player in Major League history to hit 100 home runs for three different Major League teams when he goes deep in the Rangers' 9-2 to loss to Colorado at Global Life Park in Arlington. Uh, the 35-year-old third baseman joins Alex Rodriguez, Jim Tomey, Darrell Evans and Reggie Jackson. It's not Darrell Evans, it's Daryl Evans, who played for the Tigers. Yeah. Daryl Evans, he had a a nickname, and it's not, uh, wasn't... uh, It's not DJ? Well, he had a couple. One's not politically correct, so we won't talk about that one. But they also called him Howdy. For Howdy Doody. You don't even know who Howdy Doody was, do you? I, I have heard that... So Daryl Evans played for three teams. You know what three teams he played for? Well, you already said the Tigers for one. Who else did he play for? Who else did he play for? He was on base when somebody hit number 715. So the Giants? No. No, so we're not talking. Oh. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, so the Braves. And he did play for the San Francisco Giants as well. Oh, okay. And then he came here as a free agent, and we won the World Series. He was one of the pieces. Yeah, Daryl Evans, great player. All three, all four of those guys, pretty darn good yeah, players. Uh, one, one of these guys, uh, even though he always played on a rival team of the Tigers, I, I always still loved us. watching him. You're going to talk and, about Tomey, right? And that's Jim Tomey. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to go to Progressive Field the day that uh, the Indians inducted that inducted him into their Hall of Fame. He's also in the Baseball yeah. Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Yeah, this, this was uh, about a year or two before he was able to get that call. And I see Tomei on the MLB channel every once in a while, which we watch religiously at home to mom's chagrin. Tomei's on there a lot showing us how to bat. The problem is he bats from the wrong side of the plate. So no, I, I, I think he can't. bats from the correct side of the Are plate. Are you a lefty? I am a lefty through and through. Throw left, bat left. He does it the correct way. Um, and for once in his career, uh, so did Bartolo Colon. Uh, in 2016, on this day nice in segue. baseball history, the Mets' 6-3 victory over the Padres uh, was great. But what was better? Bartolo Colon, at 42 years old, goes deep off of James Shields, becoming the oldest player to hit his first Major League home run. Speaking of great nicknames, what's his nickname? Uh, his nickname is Big Sexy. Big Sexy. He's a big boy too. And he and he makes some of the most he 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 sends some of the most ridiculous plays in baseball. We have a picture of that home run. Uh, we have a video of that home run, and we are going to watch it now. Alone looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one deep left field. That goes Upton back near the wall. It's out of here. Bartolo <laughs> has done it. The impossible has happened. 
The team vacates the dugout as Bartolo takes the long trot. His first career home run. And there will be nobody in the dugout to greet him. <laughs> this is one of the great moments in the history of baseball. Bartolo Colon has gone deep. I want to say that was one of the longest home run trots I've ever seen, but I think that's how fast he runs. <laughs> and now they'll flood up the tunnel and give him his just due. His 226th career at bat. <laughs> you knew if he ever made contact in just the right way, he was strong enough to do it. And now Bartolo has brought down the house. And so... Big Sexy gets his first career home run, you know. That was a no-doubter, too. You know, the, the part that always gets me is him running around the bases. Normally, he gets a hit. It could possibly be a double C. You see him busting his butt, trying to get to second. You know, he's a 50-50 guy when he tries to do that, it seems like. But he could take his time going around the bases. Well, he should, because that's the only one he's ever going to hit, apparently. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I was hoping the Tigers would sign him as a free agent. Wouldn't, don't you think he'd be great in a Tiger? Would they have a uniform that big, you think? We, yeah. have, we have Fielder. Yeah, we, we, we discussed oh, yeah. this a few That's weeks right. ago. That's right. We have Prince the Fielder, Fielder uniform still, maybe. Yeah, uh, Bartolo's a big boy, but good pitcher? Yeah, I think he'd have been. If he would have signed for something we could have afforded, could have had him kind of coaching our younger pitchers. But instead, no, we I, are. I mean, he, he struggling is, he along is still here. a free agent. The Tigers could still go after you him. Never he is know. Still a free agent. Um, there are a couple other guys out there who are free agents. There Great are, pitchers got, that are just. You got Kimbrel. You got Keuchel. And then there have been some rumors as of today. James Shields is drawing interest from the from the Detroit Tigers, the Cleveland Indians, and the Texas Rangers. Uh, Shields threw for Tigers. Uh, Staff, Indian staff, and Ranger staff, all within the last week, uh, could be an interesting choice. What do you What do you think of Shields? We're talking about the same James Shields who gave up the home run to Bartolo Colon, yeah. right? Yep, same guy. Well, I mean, we've got Tyson Ross. We don't really have room for another has been. Ooh, Joey. I'm I'm being honest. He was good when he was with the Rays, and then he left, and he was just he was bad. Yeah. I mean, I, Shields has not I, put up great numbers. I don't have an issue with it right now because right now you you want guys who can eat innings. I don't care if I don't care if Shields came uh, came to the Tigers and threw out of the bullpen or he came and he threw in that rotation. Right now, uh, the Tigers need guys who can eat innings. You can see it with unfortunately the injuries to uh, to Matt Moore to Michael Fulmer. Tyson Ross, I'm not convinced he's fully healthy, but also he his kind of his clock and his you know he wasn't pitching every five days. Um, there's only two people I'm right now satisfied with in that rotation. That's Boyd and and Turnbull. Uh, and, Turnbull. And, the, the and Zimmerman's big, hurt too. Yeah, and Zimmerman's hurt. I don't. I, I had an issue when when, the, when they brought Zimmerman back two two summers ago from that neck injury. Thought they brought him back way too quick and. Ever since then, he has not been consistent, and I, I've had I have had a real issue with the training staff since that uh, decision. Well, there's uh, a picture of Turnbull. He's uh, he's been amazing. 
Here's a guy came out of nowhere. It was even in our top 10 as far uh, as prospects. Not in our top 10, but he was within our top 30 for a few years. Um, right now, I believe he's actually currently ranked eighth in uh, ERA in the American League, where I think it might be all of MLB. Uh, I mean, right now, you could be looking towards the next year and you could say, okay, if we don't trade Boyd, or if we do trade Boyd, your mainstays from this rotation currently. Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbull, and you could have Mize Manning up by the start of next year. Well, what do you think of Norris so far this year? I, I, I want to see more consistency with him. He's had good appearances out of the bullpen. He's had a few good starts, but he's also had those really god-awful what-is-he-doing games. Um, he's left-handed. That's his problem. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Matt, Matt Boyd's <laughs> left-handed, uh, and he's been doing amazing. And unfortunately, you know, there are talks that he could be traded. And uh, I have I have no problem if they do trade him and they get a good return back because you did miss your chance with Fulmer. You missed your chance to deal Fulmer and get a plethora of top prospects back in return. If they decide to not trade Boyd, then you gotta hope Boyd stays healthy. You gotta hope he can keep improving and get keep going to that high level. If not, you know, it will be an interesting uh, year or two. Well, how far away from free agency is Boyd? Uh, believe three years. I believe he's got this year, and then next three years are his arbitration years. So he's got about yeah four years. Yeah. Well, he's the number one starter in whatever. If you call this a rotation at this I mean, point. I mean, right now, this is unfortunately a rotation, but by the end of this year, going into next year, the rotation could look completely different. Uh, in my opinion, it could be one of the best ro- young rotations of all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, do you, you think we're going to see Mize, Fajardo, Manning? I'm not so sure. Okay, so here's my, my issue. I would like to see Fajardo by the end of this year, either in AAA or or making a few starts in the September range. I don't know that you will. Um, and that's all has to do with free agency down the road. With him, I don't think it does. He's, I mean, he's more than ready when it comes to experience-wise, if he performs great from Erie here on out. Um, I, I think it's more that the Tigers don't want to push some of their prospects up, and it has nothing to do with that time clock because that could all change very soon. Um, I think it just has to do with not wanting to put a lot of innings on specific arms. And uh, Alex Fayette is one of those arms. I mean, he's pitched at college for three seasons. He went over, I believe, 100 innings each year. And he's only in his second year of uh, his big league or his, you know, pro ball career. And you do make that giant jump in innings. You're not going to be throwing 100 innings in a full pro ball season. You're going to throw 150 to possibly 200. Well, we talked last week about a great game that he pitched in where they had a no-hitter yep. combined with the bullpen, mm-hmm. and Mize had a no-hitter to follow that up. And then Mize throws a uh, two-hitter, well, it was one run, and of course it's an unearned run. So uh, Casey Mize still with that perfect ERA. At so it looks like, looks like we got some horses in the in, in the minor leagues. A guy at uh, double a, at uh, single A with the Whitecaps yesterday mm-hmm. threw... Seven innings. Was it one hit? I, th- I think that's what you said. One hit. Uh, 
Yeah. What was his name? I've I've forgotten already. We we we, yeah. we will we will look that up. In okay. the meantime, I believe you have a quiz for us. I Jess. I do. It's time for a little uh, baseball education. I I thought I was done with quizzes when I well, finished college. Well, you are uh, home for the summer, but I don't want you to. You know, we have to continue your baseball education. So I have some questions for you guys, and these are baseball situational questions. First one is. The count is two and two. Two balls, two strikes. The batter swings at an inside fastball. As he swings at the pitch, the ball hits his hands on the bat. Ball rolls toward the pitcher in fair, tori- ter- fair territory. The correct answer is fair ball. Pitcher throws to first. He's out. Foul ball, the batter remains with a 2-2 count. He's hit by pitch, and he goes to first base. Or dead ball, the batter is charged with a strike, and since the count was 2-2, he's declared out. It's the last one. He made. He what, made what's your time. answer, Joe? How far did he go with his swing? Did the bat cross he's, It says plane? he swung at the, bat, at the ball and hit it with his hands because it was an inside pitch. So it didn't hit the bat, it hit his hands, but he swung. I don't like that question because I've gotten hit on the hand. That's not fun. <laughs> well, um, I feel like it's the last one, but for, yeah, for a different right. answer, I was going to say it's a fair ball. Nope, it's a dead ball. He's out. He swung, and, he swung and basically missed it with the bat. And the fact that it hit his hands had nothing to do with it because they were in the strike zone, right? I mean, he swung at the pitch. Yeah, but you, you get hit with a pitch. I don't care if it hits you in the batter's box. If you mm-hmm. sw- if you swing, yeah. it's a strike. Okay, next question. That one was an easy one. Uh, batter hits a ground ball to shortstop. Nobody on base. The umpire moves inside the first baseman to get a good look at the throw to first. The shortstop throw is wild. It goes past the first baseman. Seeing that, the batter rounds first, runs into the umpire, and they both go down. The catcher, backing up the first baseman, grabs the ball, throws to the first baseman, who tags the runner, who's still on the ground. Is he out? Does he get second base because of umpire interference? Does he stay at first because of umpire interference? Can I, can I say one thing real quick yeah. with this question? I love it because the catcher is actually backing up the play. How about that? How about that? Yeah. You don't see that very often anymore. Yeah, well, you see it in the big leagues. You see it in our high school games. You don't always see it with our catcher because we have a third baseman playing catcher on this team a lot. Okay. So what is it? Is uh, is the guy safe at first? Gets to go back to first because the umpire interfered. Is uh, does is he awarded second because he would have gotten second? Is he out? He he's out. I mean, there there's no guarantee he would get second. Why uh, is he I, out? And I believe the umpire. You have to avoid the ump, just like in football. You have to avoid the referees. You run into a ref. The ref's not going to call pass interference on himself, just like the There you go. That's the right answer. He's out. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's here's a good one, and I won't read it. I'm just going to to give it to you here. Uh, There's uh, there's a runner on first. 
Runner on third. There's one out. So first and third, one out. Yeah, ball's hit into the outfield. The guy on first is trying to steal second. It's caught in the air. When it's caught, the guy on third tags up, comes home to score. The outfielder relays it in. They get it back to first base before that guy can get back to the bag. So he's out, double play, end of the inning. Are you asking if the run scores? Does the run score? No. Does the run score if the runner cross the plate no. prior to the final out? No. You're both wrong. If, if The run the, does score. Okay, so you're saying the runner at first took off before the pitch. So he's stealing. Yes. Balls hit into the air caught thrown to first yeah and that for and that the guy, guy going, on third tagged up but the guy in first never scored. made it back to first the guy in first did not make it back before he was out however the run scored before that the ball got back to first base to double him off so what's the difference between a ground ball double play uh there's a force out on that but in the in the same sense there and, the, and this is what i hate about some of these you know scenarios is that technically? I've seen this happen in a game. By I, the way, I've seen I've seen it happen when it comes to a tag play, but when it comes to a ball in the air, I have never seen it called well, that way. I want you to look it up because I, I, I know you're going to hack on me on our next bit here. Uh, yeah, you in and, just you a minute. Your, you and your good boy uh, Ronnie. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the Tigers' uh, performance this week. Tell me, tell me what, tell me what's happened with the Tigers this week. I mean, yeah, they've they actually have been starting to hit the pitching. Uh, unfortunately, that one game I can't remember who was what day that was. It was uh, well, that was Saturday. That was your boy, yeah. wasn't it? That was the guy you don't like so much. It was Ross. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against Ross, but I'm also not his hugest fan. That was a, an ugly game. But aside from that one start, they've been pitching well, like they have been. Uh, the hitting is starting to pick up. They I don't know. For some reason, you get a guy in second, nobody out. They don't know what to do. You can walk three batters, and then for some odd reason, the Tigers are able to only score one. I, I have a issue with their approach, but they are starting to get results, and right now I can focus on those wins. So, Okay, well, we can kind of combine this between who we're impressed with, who we're not impressed with. Mm-hmm. Before the season started and early in the season, this is my Mayakopa. My least favorite player on the roster was number 60, Ronnie Rodriguez, because he swings at anything. He'll swing at a ball three feet outside. I was wrong. All I could say is I was wrong. Guy's batting three thirty-three. How many at bats? Uh, Forty-five and uh, fifty plate appearances. He's he's walked four or five times. He's hit three home runs. He's batting three thirty-three. He's got a one oh ninety-one OPS. He's leading the team in in every category offensively, just about. So I, I am. He has at, more home runs than Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, he has the same amount of home runs as, uh, as several other as players. Christian Stewart. But the one thing I, I am seeing with with his stat this year, 
He struck out which, 11 times. Which has encouraged me, but also looking at another stat, still has me very concerned about him. Out of his 15 hits this year, nine have been extra base hits. So that leaves you with... I'd say 10. He's got six doubles, one triple, and three home runs. That's 10. Okay, so he has 10 extra base okay. hits. Okay. Uh, Just want you. I yeah. want to make sure this stat man has the right stats. So he has five singles. You know, I I don't really care so much, and I know people. You know, say, oh, the home run is great. The all that is great. Okay. Right now, when you're the Tigers and you're struggling just to get singles, sometimes guys like these concern me because you. Yes, he has refined his approach, but he still, I feel like, relies so heavily. I'm smashing the ball. So now you're the guy knocking him instead of me. I'm, I'm glad to see certain improvements, but still when you see that, in 45 plate appearances, a majority of his hits have been home runs, doubles, triples. I actually don't have as much trouble with the doubles. Um, I do have a slight issue with the triple because he is not the fastest guy. So you know that ball had to be crushed, uh, or else he would not have gotten So you don't trouble. want him to crush the ball? I don't mind him crushing the ball, but I don't want him seeking out to crush the ball. I think the Tigers are happy with any production they get out of any player right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll take him over uh, Jacoby <clears throat> Jones any day. Jacoby Jones, who's hitting, what, 138, something like yeah. that? Jo- and, you know, the big thing with Jacoby Jones is, in my opinion, he's not a hitter. He is not a major league hitter. He is a major league defender. Can you DH for the center fielder? No. So you sure? Defensive replacement. Well, you could defensively replace him later, and you could put him in later in the game. But the minute you throw him as you throw a DH as a position player, you lose your DH. Same with the pitcher. Um, But the big thing, though, or the big knock, in my opinion, against Ronnie isn't even his bat. It's his glove. He's not the most sure-handed fielder well he's he's basically a rookie right he played a little last year let's see he's playing this year he's going to get to play a lot this year i think we're going to see some improvement i think i think you know i'm the optimist (coughs) i love the tigers i watched the, the there was a great production of the 84 season on recently and it reminded me of how good baseball can be here Mm -hmm. You know, I see guys who are now uh, getting, you know, they're they're older, but I, I see guys like Dan Petrie pitching. I remember how wonderful it was seeing Wilcox just nip in the corners. Morris just just a bulldog. I think we may have a few of those guys in the minor leagues here in the next couple of years up. You do. But now the... we've got to bring some guys up who are the next – Pseudo Trammel Whitaker, mm-hmm. and, but the, uh, go out and get the free agent. That's the Daryl Evans, Dave Bergman, uh, uh, Senior Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really a Lopez. The uh, uh, oh, Willie Hernandez, Guillermo mm-hmm. Hernandez. Uh, you know Howard Johnson. Whoever, whoever it was, Marty Castillo, just Larry Herndon. Go and trade for a Chet Lemon. I'd love to see that again. That was magic. Baseball can be magic. 
It, it, if, can, it if, can be, but I don't see that magic happening within the next few years. The Tigers. Well, I um, hope you're wrong. The Tigers have. Well, I'm saying from the trade aspect and the big signings. Right now, the the big thing, and I like how Alavil has kind of put this. His focus, getting that minor league system, talent accumulated and developing. Then you move on from there, because once you have that, you can see. Who is actually probably going to fit in my major league roster within the next five years? And who can I use to possibly acquire what I'll need going through those five years? And uh, with, you know, talking about getting the next, you know, great player, the MLB draft is in 27 days and the Tigers hold the fifth pick. Now, the Tigers last five years have drafted a pitcher with their first overall selection. This year they are right now either projecting to draft a outfielder out of uh, a high school in Florida or a starting pitcher from West Virginia University. Now, a lot of people, like myself, want them to look at a position player because actually this year a lot of talent coming out of the high school level uh, with the position players. But at the same time, if there is a dominant pitcher and that's the best player available at that slot i don't have an issue with it so if they draft a position player out of a high school Mm -hmm. the guy's three four years away from being in the bigs it depends who he is and what position he plays is his last name k-line no okay he's not coming up year one no no none of them will come up year one but i have no issue with a guy not coming up in his first year because you hardly see that anymore the last person that you really kind of saw do that was rick porcello that was the last tiger pitcher or player period that was drafted and within his first year was regularly appearing in games for you um but i have no issue with uh if the Tigers, because there is there is one in my opinion, one position prospect, who if the, who if the Tigers are lucky enough to have fall to them, if they balk on it, I I will be no very upset. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. And it's the uh, it's the shortstop out of uh, Florida again. I believe is where he goes to high school. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. Um, Related to Ernie Witt. Not sure, but kids got all five tools. Ernie Wood, I think, was from Roseville. So oh, okay, I don't probably, may have moved to Florida. But th- this kid has all five tools. He's got a great bat, a great glove. Um, he's got tremendous speed, good throwing ability. Um, and right now, the Tigers don't have that prototypical can't miss shortstop in the minors. You got a few guys who could possibly be. Your next shortstop because of their ability with the glove, not so much with the bat. And and the big thing right now is, unfortunately, it looks like he'll be the second overall pick, and that's to the Kansas City Royals. So I'm really hoping Royals balk, and then the next two teams balk, and the Tigers don't. Well, the, the Royals are having a rough season. The Orioles are having a rough season. The Tigers are at least close to 500. What are they, one game away from 500? They are. They yeah, took two game. out of three from, yeah. from the Royals here, even despite that debacle in the middle. And they're, they're playing. Their pitching, for the most part, has been keeping them in games. They've gotten great a great closer, uh, great closing performances from Shane Green. I was talking to Joe the other day. Joe, why why is it 
that a closer who comes in in a non-closing situation, games tied in the ninth and are just trying to stay in it, why do they struggle so much? I have no idea. I don't. I don't see why they should struggle. This is get the ball. You throw strikes. I don't see why it should matter if you're down six, up six, or up by one. You should get the ball and throw strikes and try to get out of there as quickly as possible and put your team in some sort of position to win the ball game. Well, Shane Green has the kind of stuff. Maybe not the speed or velocity. Maybe he does. Of uh, of uh, the guy we had here uh, that we that's now in uh, Washington, um, help me. Now in Washington, the starter for the oh, Nets, Scherzer. Scherzer. Shane, I think you're wrong. Shane Green, when you watch television, his ball has a lot of movement, like Scherzer, a lot of movement. And then that's a big, big thank you to the the sabermetrics when it comes to the spin rate, and that's what a lot of pitchers are starting to kind of look at. Um, but I do have to agree with Joey. They're two totally different They're makeups. different pitchers. What I'm saying is they both have great movement. That's what when – I, when I'm looking at the ball on TV mm-hmm. and I can see the movement, Yeah, you can you can really see it, and it's not a breaking ball. He'll throw something, and, and it's he'll get on top of the ball, and it just kind of breaks away from the right-handed batter or from the left-handed batter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the changeup dives – He's turned into quite a pitcher, and, and but that ha- that all because you know that that is something that we've been seeing more and more with pitchers, and it's them making slight adjustments on the grip, and when they release, where are they pressuring the ball? Has Anderson made a difference with the pitchers in Detroit? Do you think him specifically? Yes, but I, I think at the same time the ability to now look at certain things and know that I can manipulate the ball if I move my thumb two inches this direction I could get a different spin I I do think you do have to give some of the credit not only to the pitching coach and that kind of staff but to those analytical peeps in the front office because they they are coming up with new ways to develop your pitcher's arsenal, I and mean, they could still be throwing that forcing fastball, but that forcing fastball might have late tail. It may have, you know, some dive action, and that's all based on what, how you grip it and how you're releasing it. Well, tell me something else that's going on. What, in other news, what's happening these days? Uh, well, the New York Yankees aren't getting their ace back anytime soon. Uh, Luis Severino is likely now out until after the All Star break. Yankees have not been uh, having the best of luck when it comes to health this year. I believe at one point they had 15 guys on the injured list. Um, I believe they're down to like 12 now on there. Where are where are they in the standings over there? Uh, in the East? They are in second place behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, Tampa's having a good season, huh? Yep. Well, you know, I don't want anybody to be hurt. You know, especially a world-class athlete like Severino. I mean, Yankees have great talent, mm-hmm. but I love it when they lose. I just love it when the Yankees lose, and I'm I'm okay with the Red Sox winning in that division, though they've they've struggled this year. They have, but I'm okay with them winning because they have so many Tigers over there. Well, and one former Tiger over there said, "Don't be surprised if." Dombrowski trades some of us because we're not playing well, and of course the names he listed. Was that JD? 
the names he no that was David Price that Price. said this. Um, but some of the names he listed, yes, they could trade. Will they realistically do it? No, because the first name out of his mouth was Mookie Betts. The 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 Red Sox will not trade Mookie Betts. They will sign him to an extension. I I firmly believe that. The That's going to be big it money. Will. The one player I can I could see them trading. Uh, of course, he named himself in that uh, tirade, but he named J.D. Martinez, and I truly think that if the Red Sox are struggling and they can get a good return on J.D., they will more than gladly trade him because he's got an opt-out after this season and next season, and you know you don't know if he'll stick around if you don't trade him. So well, that's that's not a great park for Martinez to hit in if you think about it. Martinez hits. His home runs, mm-hmm. left center, right center. He doesn't pull the ball he, he, hardly at all. No, he doesn't. But he can go the other way, and that's why I did like the idea of him going to Boston because he got that short porch in right field. Yeah, but it drops off in a hurry, and you get out there to left center. It's a poke. Mm-hmm. It's a real poke. Well, I mean, he hit a lot of home runs at Comerica. That's and, not a hitter's yeah, ballpark. Yeah, at that's all. true. That's true. Well, this week, speaking of that, you know. Uh, Cabrera said, you know, when he was asked why his power numbers are down, he said, well, you know, I don't have, I don't have guys sitting hitting behind me like uh, Prince nope. Fielder, or J.D. Martinez. You know, that makes a difference if you can, if 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 they can pitch around you, if they can pitch carefully to you, mm-hmm. and they don't care if they walk you because the guy behind you. You know, I I love Nico Goodrum. Why but, is he hitting cleanup? He's not. Yeah, a, he's yeah, not a four hitter. Yeah. Well, we've been told he's he's a utility guy. He he is a utility guy. That's what we've been told. Suddenly, he's he's our he's our cleanup guy. Right right now, yes, and I, and I don't mind it as much as I I may if we had we don't have the deepest bench. We haven't had the best of luck with certain players' health already to start the year. Um, and right now, he's your best overall athlete sitting on that bench. There was another Michigan player in yep. your rundown yes, that's there. a local guy. Uh, a local guy. Uh, Greg, played in Troy, didn't he? Yeah, played for Troy High School back in the day. Then and, he uh, And he's took, not Severino. No, then he uh, but he did take his talents to Ohio where he uh, attended a school you know. A school I know very well. I've had some great, you know, talks with him before. Uh He's actually the nephew of the Bowling Green State University baseball team. Uh, baseball co- team? The head coach. His, okay. His, uh, that's his nephew. And it's John Birdie, who last night hit his first major league home run uh, for the uh, Miami Marlins. They were playing in none other than Wrigley Field. So it wasn't hard to get that first home run ball back because they gave it right back to him. <laughs> um, but for a guy who, since being drafted, uh, I believe almost nine years ago, last year made his major league debut. Uh, this season started off in with tri- the Blue Jays with last the Blue year. Jays. This year he started off in AAA in New Orleans for the Miami Marlins. Got the call a few weeks ago, and you know, for a guy who. I believe in his entire minor league career did not hit many home runs. He was more a double-triple guy. Gets his first major league home run, and we got that video. Uh, let's throw it up there. Chicago, rush hour. <laughs> this is true. 
freeway system here, not nearly the same. John Birdie with a drive out to deep left center Get field up. and gone his first career home run. John Birdie. That ties the game. And he will easily get the ball back as the Wrigley faithful send it to the middle of the diamond. Congratulations, John Birdie. Well, bye bye, Birdie. You just tied up the ball game. How about it? Are you trying to take, uh, yeah, trying to take only, credit only, for Birdie's first big league jack? Only a quarter of it. The rest <laughs> of it's up to him. No, this is an absolute blast to left center field. Well. Cutting through the wind and a, a long time coming. Congratulations to John Birdie. And so John Birdie hit his first major league home run. What kind of season is he having? So he's not played every game. He's typically come off the bench either in a uh, defensive replacement or a pinch runner. Um, this year he is hitting about two, just under 250 uh, on base percentage close to 300 because he does tend to draw a fair amount of walks. Um, the one thing yet that he hasn't done this year but was his bread and butter in the minors, and he kind of showed a little bit of it in his major league debut last year. Was John Birdie has to be one of the fastest guys in the in that in the NL period. He and I and I have seen him run. He is he he puts one hundred and ten percent into any time he's running the bases, and it showed heavily uh, in his first or second game up this year. He's on first ground ball hit to the shortstop. That should be a like right at the shortstop. It's not a slow roller. It's a typical ground ball to the shortstop. Should be the easiest out at second. Shortstop throws over to second. The second baseman throws to first. Second baseman didn't realize John Birdie beat him to the back. They're all jogging off the field. And John's standing at second and the ump standing there like, I called him safe. Mm-hmm. So I think you gotta look and admire the way that some players play with that hundred and hundred and ten percent intensity that a routine play for ninety nine percent of the league will not be routine for me. I will make you earn every single out that you attempt to get on me. Well, uh, a guy here locally, Andy Dirks, didn't have that kind of speed, mm-hmm. but he. He ran everything out at 100. Yeah. percent I really appreciate that. I miss. I miss the. He's no Manny you know, Machado. No, no, no. Hey, um, we have uh, uh, a great sponsor. In fact, I'm wearing their shirt today. Play at the plate, and uh, uh, Joe and I are getting ready to go play in a, a tournament with Play at the Plate, and uh, we've got a little, uh, little, we do little, little commercial here we put together for them and. We'd like you to check it out. Would you like to play some baseball? Do you still dream of playing on a major league field? Experiencing the magic of places like Field of Dreams? For 15 years, Play at the Plate has been making dreams come true. Play at the Plate offers you the chance to play ball. Join us for a lifetime experience. Go to playattheplate.org or call Scott Green at 631-255-4475. That's 631-255-4475. Four four seven five. Yeah, it's a great organization. Joe and I are going to Durham uh, in uh, at the end of this month to play in a, a play at the plate tournament where where Bull Durham was filmed. You know, in the in the commercial there, we just saw Field of Dreams in Iowa, and that might be a cool thing to do. We need to think about doing that. What do you think, Joe? I'm sold. That's you are. Best 
best baseball movie, so play there. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that uh, the other night uh, where uh, Kevin Costner was talking to uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah. And it was just, it was like it was real. And I loved it when Shoeless Joe. Do we have do we have that video? We, we do have that clip. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get to lot. that. We got uh, three individuals to talk about specifically. Well, we were gonna we were gonna talk to Scott Green. Yep. He was supposed to be on the phone with us, but he decided to take a trip to Amsterdam to watch some other kind of game where you kick a ball with your feet. I guess there's some. Is, is that soccer? Yeah, they or call fo- it or football. football. Yeah. Football. Uh, Scott came into some money this this week as a result of the uh, Kentucky Derby and decided to take a trip. So he's not with us, uh, but we'd highly recommend you going to Field of Dreams. I mean, play at the plate. Go to Field of Dreams mm-hmm. at Play at the Plate. But playattheplate.org, check out the tournaments. They have tournaments all over the place in on great fields. You don't have to be a tremendous ball player to play. You could be a, a softball player that wants to Check out what it'd be like to play some baseball. Mm-hmm. Get back into it. There are teams at each of these events that'll be at varying levels. You don't have to worry that some guy's going to throw a 90-mile-an-hour fastball by you. It's not all about that. There are guys that can throw pretty well. But things adjust, and you'll have a great time. You'll make friends. And I, my hope is you'll go there. And develop your love for baseball all over again. Playattheplate.org. Do, do they use wood bats or? Yeah, all, it's all, all wood. wood. Okay. Yes. The real way to play. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, we we're gonna we were gonna ask Scott about his favorite third baseman, and uh, the first one we we're going to talk about today is Mike Schmidt, who's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Not because necessarily he was the greatest glove man, though he was very good. Mm-hmm. Man, the guy guy could hit the ball. And uh, you guys, I don't know that you really saw him play. You know, but Mike Schmidt could play. Yeah, personally, in my time, I never saw really a full game of him playing. I've watched clips of him. Uh, the big thing I did not realize until about five years ago: Mike Schmidt is a legend in the state of Ohio. For for uh, he attended uh, the Ohio. He attended Ohio University. That's, Not Ohio State. No, Ohio University yeah. and uh, good old Athens, Ohio. So whenever you go to their ballpark, you can see his number retired up on that uh, left field fence. So Now, he, did Bowling Green play there? Is that why you yeah, know that? Yeah, we play them every year. I believe we played at their stadium. And they're D2, right? No, or are they D1? They're D1. They're also part of the Mid-American Conference along with Bowling Green, you know, the three— Good old uh, universities here in Michigan, Eastern, Western, and Central, and then you got all the ones in Ohio, plus NIU. You had Buffalo, but since then their program has been taken care of. Well, Mike Schmidt, really, really good player. Next is my favorite all-time third baseman as far as being a glove man, Aurelio Rodriguez. Aurelio Rodriguez played here in Detroit. He also later played for the Yankees. And when Goose Gossage gave his Hall of Fame acceptance speech, he talked about the players that made him a good player, teammates that he had that made him better. And he talked about Aurelio Rodriguez being one of the best third basemen he had ever seen. Aurelio Rodriguez tragically was killed in a uh, 
car pedestrian accident uh, in uh, the Mexican town part of Detroit. I was with, happened to be with Barbero Garbay that day, and Barbero and he were good friends. Uh, Barbero was was just crestfallen. He was destroyed to hear that his good friend Aurelio Rodriguez had been killed in that accident. Well, uh, probably the American League all time, the name at third base in my era growing up. Though George Kell was a good, really good third baseman who won the batting title. Great here in Detroit. But I don't think there are many many people who would say they don't know the name Brooks Robinson when you talk about third base in the American League. Brooks Robinson, fantastic third baseman. Uh, unfortunately, played for the Orioles, who are just going through misery right now and last year as well. Earl Weaver must be turning over in his grave. Uh, Brooks Robinson, incredible player. And uh, you guys just don't know what you missed. That by not, being so young. We can't control when we're born. Yeah, that's true. So. Well, at least you have YouTube. Hey, uh, anything going on down on the farm? Uh, yeah, so this week we decided to highlight none other than Cody Clemens, uh, infielder, who right now is at uh, Lakeland. And with uh, Cody Clemens, of course, he is the youngest son of Roger Clemens. But Cody uh, attended the University of Texas. Well, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. We have a picture of him in a white caps uniform. Yep. So he got promoted to he, high A. Yep. He started uh, after getting drafted. He started at West Michigan uh, for the few first few uh, weeks of his minor league career before finishing up at Lakeland at the end of last year. I believe he spent a few games uh, up with the major league team during spring training, got a few at-bats with them, but uh, since then has been with the minor league team in Lakeland. Uh, He's batted 193 so far this season, a 639 OPS, six doubles, one triple, three home runs, 10 RBIs. Uh, He's a perfect 4-for-4 with his stolen bases and stolen base attempts. He has struck out 31 times compared to seven walks. The biggest knock on him right now is he's got to be a little bit more patient at the plate. The speed, I I really like to see that four for four in that stolen base category. He is not one of those people to not be aggressive on the base path. Right now in Detroit, we don't have a lot of that. Right. We need more of that. Uh, You know, I know people will say, well, you could sometimes be giving yourself an out, you know, a way and out. But you also put that pressure on that defense. You put that pressure on the pitcher knowing that, hey, I could go at any moment, and you won't even see it coming. Well, he played for a, in a great organization or a great program in Texas. Yeah. They're, they're perennially in the World Series and uh, uh, turn out a lot of major leaguers. And he certainly has the pedigree of being Roger Clemens' son. Huh? Mm-hmm. Hey, we, uh, we got to talk about something other than baseball. We, we need to talk about baseball food. food. Joey, yeah. you got to client ch- chime in on this because you do eat, don't you? Yeah, sometimes. Some, anything besides popcorn? I eat pizza. That, okay. That's about it. Well, those are both ballpark foods, aren't they? Yeah. Well, what's today's ballpark food there, Ethan? So uh, we got two ballpark foods today. And, you know, fittingly enough, we go back to with the Miami Marlins and uh, Marlins Park. The first item up is the 
Chorapan, which is a... This looks like chorizo. Yeah, I'm not a hundred. It's an it's an Argentinian sausage, topped with ah. onion drenched salsa, Carrillo. So I am not a hundred percent sure what exactly that is, but in my opinion, it Criollo. It looked really good. So. I don't know what that is either, but it looks good. Yeah, I'm not quite sure either. The bun looks good. The bun kind of reminds me almost of a hoagie. Yeah, it does. a hoagie roll. Which are always good. Uh, then our second item. Well, wait a minute. Here's something that ball that that major leagues need to do. With all these foods, mm-hmm. each team should have a bib day. A bib day. So you, when you come to the ballpark, they give you a bib with the team's logo on it because this stuff looks messy. I think I think we should pitch that to the Tigers. Yeah, I, and maybe get a little. You know, we, maybe we could monetize that. Maybe, somewhere. maybe. All right. Um, and then the second item is the Hongo Tacos, which is the, uh, this is actually a vegetarian dish. Uh, inside these tacos are grilled king trumpet mushrooms with soy-like maggi sauce, serrano pepper salsa, and guacamole. Now, did you look up to find out what maggi sauce is? Because I thought he played right field for us at one point. No, that's maglio. Maglio. Oh, maglio. Okay. All right. Yep. But, you know, Jess, ever since the first week, we've always had to kind of find every once in a while a vegetarian or vegan option. You didn't like the not dog, did you? I I did not like the vegetarian hot dog. No, it looked disgusting, as I will repeat again. Comics deep fried is what it reminded me of. Um, This actually looks good, but I'm also a mushroom guy, so I would have no issue with this. you will never get mushrooms in our house. My wife says that mushrooms feel funny. And so she's not going to eat them. Feel funny? The mushrooms feel funny. For the same reason she won't eat strawberries. She doesn't like the texture. Oh. Well, so, then I guess I shouldn't give you my strawberries to take home. No. No, okay. The Hongo Taco. Yep, so... Well, uh, it's it's in D.C., so... You know, with all well, the it's senators, a, it's, a, it's a DC-based company. Yeah, well, you, you would figure with the senators and the congressmen, you have to have things that like mushrooms that are that are vegetarian, because they're all so foo foo. You know, well, they're all wimpy. I thought you were gonna say you have to have that. So when they say you know, for that week that they're trying to pitch, you know, something where it's you know, you know, you're trying to hit a specific group. You can say, I'm a vegetarian, and all you have to do is eat a couple of these for the first week, and then you know you can go back to eating your hamburger and hot dog in well, your office. It's got serrano pepper salsa, so I would imagine it's a little spicy yep. as well, yep. which you'd need because mushrooms are a little bland. Well, I think we're going to – about time to wrap this up. It's been a, a, a nice week. We really missed Corey. We but did. it's good to have you here, Joe. Thanks for joining us today. So Jess, are you gonna are you guys gonna watch some baseball this weekend? I don't know. Who are they playing? Uh I don't know. We got a, they got the Angels coming into town this oh. today. We supposedly have a double header on Saturday, right? Oh, you're talking about our yeah. game, our nine, so, ninth grade, yeah. Supposedly there's Hopefully nine. we get decent weather. Come on out to Losser. Are we home? I don't know. 
Well, I just uh, go where I'm told. Check out the Bloomfield Hills Schools website under baseball and look where the ninth graders are playing. I think we're at home at Lasser. And game time, 11 o'clock. We're playing a doubleheader and come out and uh, laugh with us. If you want to see some bad baseball, we'll be there. It's getting better all the time. These guys are improving. And the Angels are in town against the Tigers. Yep. So Uh, you can go out and welcome Brad Osmus back to the Tigers. You can welcome him back out, and you can possibly see... uh, Albert Pujols get his 2000th RBI. Uh, He was, he's one away. Yeah, and I think they just brought Shohei Otani off the DL. Yeah, he he is supposedly going to be making his uh, season debut. So there are a lot of reasons to go and see the Tigers this week. There are a lot of reasons to go see them. Unfortunately, I will will not be seeing them in person. Is it starting tonight? It's starting tonight. Um, Oh, so it's this week, not this weekend. It's this week, but it's the start of the homestand, so I'm not quite sure who they play after uh, the Angels. Let's just talk about the Angels. But this weekend... I'll be down at Bowling Green. It's senior weekend uh, for the players there. This, this, was, this was the first group that I really got to know, the first group that I worked with through four years. Uh, and, you know, it's bittersweet to see them leaving the team uh, after this season. Well, it's obvious by you, the way you wear all this Bowling yeah. Green stuff, that uh, it was a great yeah. experience for you. It, it is. Hey, well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining us on... Uh, Baseball mainly, and as Ernie Banks would say, let's play two.